Welcome to the Purpose Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Wayne Visser, and this season is based on my book, Thriving, the Breakthrough Movement to Regenerate Nature, Society, and the Economy. Let's get to it. The key of coherence. While living systems need creativity to evolve and adapt, they also need coherence to function as a whole. In nature, DNA is often what gives coherence to systems. Our biological programming allows our cells to multiply, specialize, and then work in unison as a whole body. It also gives us instincts, such as the fight-or-flight response in the face of danger. But even in biological systems, coherence is much more impressive than mechanistic pre-programming. Instead, we see a level of self-organization that almost defies belief. In his wonderful book, Emergence, Stephen Johnson gives examples of this, from slime mold and termite colonies to city neighborhoods and artificial intelligence systems. As he puts it, and I quote, when enough individual elements interact and organize themselves, the result is collective intelligence, even though no one is in charge, end quote. Take slime mold, for example. For much of its life, the mold exists as thousands of distinct single-celled units that are classified as a type of amoeba. But under the right conditions, when the weather is cool and there is a large food supply, those myriad cells coalesce into a larger unified organism that slowly crawls across the garden floor, consuming rotting leaves and wood as it moves. Coherence emerges. Perhaps you are more familiar with corals, which are actually colonies made up of hundreds of thousands of individual coral polyps the animals primarily responsible for building coral reefs. In a similar way, lichen, or lichen, which covers around 6% of the Earth's surface, is a symbiotic composite organism. It emerges from algae and cyanobacteria, living among the filaments of fungi. Both organisms benefit exchanging protection, moisture, and nutrients for carbohydrates produced by photosynthesis. The cooperating organisms can live separately, but in a different form. However, when they collaborate as lichen, they are neither plant nor fungus. Lichen is remarkable in other ways too. It can survive the vacuum of space and long periods of drought. It also shows one of nature's most beautiful color palettes. The key of coherence is beautifully demonstrated in the spontaneous self-organization we witness when birds flock or fish move in schools. What's more, this holds a key to how we can change complex systems, such as divided societies, unsustainable economies, or toxic politics. When we apply the natural phenomenon of murmuration, or flocks of birds moving together, to social systems, we find that a purpose-aligned minority, 
anything from 5 to 25%, can move a random crowd towards a common goal, even without coordination. When you join a flock and add your voice, or more powerfully, your actions, you amplify a movement. And movements, representing shifting social norms, are what ultimately change complex systems. One of my favorite examples of coherence are ant colonies. Ants, much like bees, display incredibly sophisticated social structures. The colony self-organizes to forage for food, defend the nest against intruders, cultivate farms of mushrooms underground, feed the queen and her offspring, take out the trash, literally there is a special area for disposing of waste, and lay their deceased to rest in an ant cemetery. And all of this takes place without a leader. Don't be fooled into thinking that the queen is directing her minions. She is just laying eggs. How is this possible for individual ants with brains a million times smaller than those of humans? This emergent coherence is one of the seemingly miraculous characteristics of complex living systems. Ant biologist Deborah Gordon has spent much of her academic career studying this phenomenon. Based on her scientific observations, she has derived five principles necessary for self-organization to occur. 1. Grow your group. There has to be a critical mass of individuals for the system to self-organize. In other words, there is a minimum threshold of complexity needed for the system to function effectively as a collective. 2. See ignorance as useful. Although living systems may be complex, the operating principles or guiding instructions need to be simple. In the case of ants, their language consists of around 10 distinctive pheromone signals. 3. Encourage random encounters. High levels of individual freedom give each individual a chance to experience different parts of the whole system, while also increasing the likelihood of discovering new risks or opportunities. 4. Look for patterns in the signs. Organization in a system depends not only on lots of interaction among individuals, but also on the ability to detect how frequently different kinds of encounters occur. 5. Pay attention to your neighbors. No individual needs to have a big picture overview of the system. It is enough to exchange local information with lots of individuals that you meet along the way. The key to thriving is to ensure that there is coherence in the system, which is ultimately about collaboration. In social systems, having leaders who can articulate a shared goal will certainly help. But it is worth remembering that people, much like slime, mold, ants or birds, can and do self-organize to create coherent action. The key of convergence. Another important key to thriving is convergence, which is the process that causes complex living systems to sometimes change very rapidly. Systems scientists call these bifurcation points, or more popularly, tipping points. They are when we get a perfect storm of different elements coming together and reinforcing one another. At a high level, we could say that socio-ecological breakdowns technological breakthroughs, 
and rising social movements create conditions for convergence and resulting systems flip towards thriving. One of the great proponents of technological convergence is Tony Seba, a Silicon Valley entrepreneur and author of Clean Disruption of Energy and Transportation. In one of his presentations, he shows a photograph of Fifth Avenue in New York City in 1900. The street is full of pedestrians and horse-drawn carriages with a single motorized car in the picture. Then he shows a photograph of the same street in 1913, and it's all cars with just one horse-drawn carriage. In 13 years, the transportation system of a major city flipped, and it was because of convergence. Oil production made fuel cheap, coal tar brought street paving, and Henry Ford's assembly lines made cars affordable. We are spectacularly bad at predicting these disruptions. Instead, we constantly underestimate the power of convergence. For example, in the early 1980s, AT&T asked consulting firm McKinsey to estimate how many cellular phones would be in use in the world at the turn of the century. They predicted 900,000. And what really happened? By 2000, there were 109 million mobile phone users. The experts were off by a factor of 120. In Africa, it took just six years for mobile phones to go from zero to overtaking the number of fixed-line phones. History is littered with examples like this, and today we see history repeating itself with the so-called experts underestimating the powerful convergence of changing economic models, societal norms, environmental conditions, technological advances, and human capacities, which are going to flip our global system towards ubiquitous sustainable technology within 10 years. The switch to renewable energy and fully autonomous electric vehicles is a classic case in point. Unsubsidized solar and onshore wind are the cheapest source of new power generation for nearly half the world, according to Bloomberg in June 2021. It's happening. The only question is who the winners and losers will be. On that score, Los Angeles plans to be a winner. The city struck a 25-year deal in 2019 for solar and battery power at a price that, according to Forbes magazine, crushes fossil fuels, buries nuclear. At 1.997 cents per kilowatt hour for solar and 1.3 cents per kilowatt hour for batteries, it's half the cost of power from a new natural gas plant. You've probably heard of Moore's Law for Computing. The Los Angeles deal demonstrates something similar, which is Swanson's Law for Solar Energy, named after the founder of Sun Power Corporation, who observed that the price of solar drops 20% for every doubling of cumulative shipped volume. Since 2010, the cost of utility-scale power in solar has dropped by 82% and that of onshore wind by 39%. Currently, costs go down 75% every 10 years. Something similar is happening with battery technology, and when it comes to low-carbon futures, 
batteries are the game changer. Without effective energy storage at scale, renewables will remain peripheral. But the revolution is already happening. Lithium-ion batteries cost 89% less in 2020 than in 2010, and prices will almost certainly halve again by 2030. Installation is expected to grow 122-fold by 2040, according to Bloomberg New Energy Finance, creating investment opportunities of $622 billion. Most of this growth will be in utility-scale storage, like Tesla's Megapack and GE's Reservoir Battery Farms. But linking domestic batteries to the grid is also happening, as we see with the social energy network in the UK. Simultaneous rapid advances in artificial intelligence, batteries, electric vehicles and renewables are showing convergence in real time. All these, as well as other solutions that will allow us to thrive, are going to be adopted much more quickly than the incumbent leaders of business and government expect, not because the technologies are new, but because they are converging. Well, that's it for this time. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join me again next time when the story of thriving continues. Just a reminder that if you don't yet have your copy of Thriving, you can get it at any retailer as an ebook, an audiobook, or a hardback. You may also be interested in the Thriving podcast where I speak with uh, various thinkers and practitioners of thriving and regeneration. You can find that by searching on your favorite podcast platform for Thriving the Breakthrough Movement. And finally, you might be interested in becoming a thriving facilitator. If that sounds interesting to you, then do reach out and I can send you more information or you can find it on my website, wayneviser.com. That's it for now and we'll see you again next time. Hope you have a wonderful week. Mm -hmm.